For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards Football. Today we got our college and NFL football legend video. Today it's one of the, it's on one of the most I want to say flamboyant <laughs> athletes that's ever played a game as a dual athlete from a baseball and football perspective. And he attended Florida State University. And his name is Deion Sanders. So if you like the video today, please come in and share. We'll surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards Football. I'm Mr. Football Vincent Turner. And a gentleman who all knows about this young man was his teammate with the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> they went to the same school, Florida State, down there in Tallahassee. This young man kind of set the tradition a DBU at Florida State. He played 12 years in the league. I don't have to say no more. He's royalty here at 100 Yards Football. And in my opinion, he's royalty on the college football level. Because you want to know why? I did a video today on Marion Motley. <laughs> and I did my research on Mr. Motley. And sometimes we get caught up. Let me roll it back caught up <laughs> in all what's not right. Then looking at who? The pioneers who paved the way. <laughs> this gentleman right here, he paved the way for Florida State football. He was part of the history. And like I say, from the bottom of my heart, real talk, I don't know how blessed I am here at 100 Yards Football because when you go back and you look at Florida State football history, they didn't start going to no Orange Bowls and competing on the national level until this young man was there for four years out of Delray Beach, Florida. And when he left Florida State, they became the Florida State of who they are. 
So it's an honor. It's a pleasure to talk about this great playing Deion Sanders and how royalty, Mr. Bob Abdullah. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm I'm doing wonderful, Vincent. How you doing today? Hey, can't complain. Still got this little cold in me a little bit. But hey, man, you know, I'm excited. It's football time here in the state of Georgia. Hey, um, we got, what, two months before the season started? And I mm-hmm. promise you this. <laughs> all the times that we're going to be doing this, Bobby, uh-huh. I really feel like that the ascension is going to come simply because you know, I turned 62 in July, so that means that I'll be able to get that social. <laughs> and I won't have to work doing no <laughs> So that's going to be more time. It took 100 yards of football. <laughs> it's going to be very dangerous. I hear you, bro. I hear you. Like Michael Jackson, dangerous. <laughs> Brother, let's talk about the great Deion Sanders. I guess my first question, um, mm-hmm. go back to 1985, man. Mm-hmm. I had just recently moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, TBS had the game of the week, Florida State and Tulane. Mm-hmm. And granted, y'all was ascending as a football program, Florida State. Mm-hmm. But Florida State wasn't really there as let's say a mainstay of Georgia or Alabama. Right, right. So I remember the game fo- Remember the game because Tim Foley <laughs> was the color commentator. Okay. And Bob Neal was the lead commentator. Okay. <laughs> and I promise you, word on my witness, that Kate talking about this 18-year-old kid from Fort Myers, Florida. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders. And Deion started as a true freshman. Yes, he did. And they kept saying, this guy, when he leaves Florida State, mm-hmm. they will be a wholly, totally different program. Mm-hmm. But, Bobby, when I look at all the great players that's played this game, including yourself, I can honestly say, Deion outside LeBron James mm-hmm. is the only two athletes that I've seen had a bullseye on their back from day one. Mm-hmm. From day one. And it's met every expectations mm-hmm. that we can say. In football and baseball with Dion. So when Florida State was recruiting this young man, was you in the process? I just wanted to, well, you was with the Falcons at the time. Was you in the process? Let's start with them first. No, I, I wasn't. As a matter of fact, I didn't know anything about Dion until he showed up on Florida State campus. Mm. And so, um, but, you know, um, at that time, it was a pivotal moment for Florida State football. And, um, and you know, Coach Bowden, I, l- listen, I'm going to tell you all right now. Coach Bowden didn't need no help in the room. He was that good of a recruiter. Yes, right? sir. And, and what he did, and, and I'm quite sure, I haven't heard, never heard Coach Bowden tell his story and never heard Dion share the story, but I'm quite sure when Coach Bowden sat in Dion's living room with his mother, that when he left there, she felt very comfortable <laughs> with Florida State football program. 
You know, Coach Brown had a lot of things he would do in a home, but the thing that really would get him over is his sincerity. You know, you knew when he was speaking to you, Vincent, that he was telling you the truth. He was not no guy who was, you know, had all these one-liners to tell a parent to sell them on the program. He was genuine. <coughs> and I'm quite sure as Miss Saunders, if she if she put some black eyed peas and some collard greens, some candy yams, and some fried chicken and some chitlins. If she put some chitlins on his plate, he ate it all and ate it like he knew what he was doing. And so you felt very comfortable with that man. So I'm, I'm quite sure he was the factor. And then, you know, at that time, when Dion got there, they had a new defensive coordinator. And that new defensive coordinator was just the thing that Florida State needed to really take them to the next level. And, and, and we got them in there. The one thing that's good that you brought the new defensive coordinator by the name of Mickey Andrews. Mickey Andrews, yes. This is a true story, Bobby. About 20 minutes I was doing my prep work for our video today. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this about Mickey Andrews. He played at Alabama under Bear Brown from 61 to 64. But what I didn't know about Mickey Andrews, he was a hell of a baseball player! <laughs> you are an athlete! <laughs> That's right. That's the best athlete at all time in the 60s at Alabama! That's right. That's right. That's right, Vincent. You know, and so you think about when you got a guy there who's recruiting him as well, you know, how high Dion was on their on their uh, thermometer. Now, I'll I tell you one thing. I, I promise you, because I know how it go, right? Because I was a two-sport guy at um, at Florida State, but I, I, didn't, I didn't go there as a two-sport guy. You know, I, I walked into the second sport my, my, my so- the end of my sophomore year at Florida State. Dion went in as a two and a half sports star. So, you know, he was drafted out of high school in baseball. So he was already, you know, he was already on the on everybody's radar in the National Baseball League as far as baseball is concerned. But what we didn't know that he was gonna be the first and only three time sports star at FSU. And Vince, I gotta tell you, that set him aside from everybody else. But then when you have a guy like Mickey who who did it as well at Alabama, you know, to 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 I can imagine what he said to Dion when he sat in front of his TV too, right? In his living room. That look, man, we can support all that here at FSU. And at the time, you know, we had a great baseball program. You know, when, when I was there, our baseball program was one of the elite programs in the nation, along with Miami at the time, right? And so it, it wasn't just some baseball team. It was a real deal baseball program. And he went in and stepped in and the rest is history, man. Okay, let's talk about his time at Florida State. Of course, ended up being a three-time All-American football-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with Dion, I never forget another game. Mm-hmm. Auburn ah. had a receiver named Lala Tillman. <laughs> Dion was a junior that year. But coming into that football game, Auburn was like in the top five. Mm-hmm. Florida State was a top five team, battle of the two teams in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I'm living in Knoxville, Tennessee. But remember, I had just seen Lala Tillman 
play a lot. Big guy. Mm-hmm. About 6'2", 6'3", can really do his thing. Second-round pick in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Going on to being, quote-unquote, maybe the best college receiver in all of college football area. Mm-hmm. And, man, Deion Sanders and that tremendous sunlight. <laughs> Shut him down. Shut him down. Quiet. Shut him down. And that's when I kind of realized that Deion Sanders is on another level as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. On another level as a football player. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I promise you, I didn't lose his name <laughs> or forget who he was. Who he was, right, absolutely. At that time and at his age, did you think that he had that type of skills where he could just shut down completely one side of the field? Well, well let me say this, I, I, and I'm going to say this again, Vincent. I didn't know all that much about him, right? I mean, when somebody tell me, all right, we got a corner FSU who can run, right? Well, all of us can run. You play cornerback at FSU, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so – yeah, I just thought he was one of well, I didn't know how special he was. I just thought he was one of the many, you know. And then one day Jamie Dukes came in the locker room and Jamie Dukes said this to me. He said, They got a young man down there, man. He gonna make everybody forget your name. Right? Wow. Jamie Dukes told me that in the locker room one day. I looked at him cross-eyed, right? <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Ain't nobody down there like that. You know. So that's when I really started to look into this man to see what he was all about. And he was all of that and then some. Because the things I saw in him was far greater than anything I could have ever imagined. He wasn't just the next guy. He just wasn't another great corner. He was the real deal. And when I say real deal, you knew Matter of fact, I'm giving give, give, give an idea. Most of us in that time at Florida State, I was considered pretty tall for, for um, the position, right? Or most corners, right? At the time, a lot of corners was 5'9", five, 5'10", five, you know, 185 pounds, somewhere in that area. I'm almost six feet. I'm 5'11 and a half, right? And so I was a long corner, right? First time I met Dion, he was looking down at me, Vincent. And it kind of shocked me that he was that tall and that he was that big. I mean, he don't look like it. You look at him in uniform right now, he just looks like a, a thin guy, right? But when Dion even came to Atlanta, he was 6'2 and some chains, almost 6'3, 200 pounds. There wasn't too many corners in the league with that size. And But here's the thing. There was no corners in the league or in college football when he played in college with that kind of gangster speed. And you don't know it, Vincent, until you're on the field with it. It's something you've never seen before. I can remember playing alongside him, and he'll do something spectacular, and I would have to shake my head. Did I just see him do that? Is that real? Is this cartoon? Is this animation? Or is this just real life? He was that kind of a player. And so, so, hey, listen, man, he was the real deal. And he was just a true freshman. There's a reason why he started day one. 
He was all that and then some. You can't, you listen, man. You don't know how big a deal it is to start as a freshman. That's a big deal, especially at the cornerback position. This young man possessed it all. And um, he was, and I, and I will say this about him as well. The, uh, yes, yes. You know, they talk about, in the old days, they talk about this great athlete named Jim Thorpe. Deion Sanders was the modern-day Jim Thorpe. I mean, think about it. We're talking about a three-sport star that was playing at the top in every one of them. He wasn't just on the team. He was a major factor <laughs> in all three sports. So, you know, he was a super – put it this way, he was beyond normal. Matter of fact, he came up with this primetime um, image, right? Created it himself. It's a beautiful thing because the first time we ever had a conversation, one-on-one, just me and him, I was in the NFL. He was at Florida State. I got his phone number. I wanted to congratulate him on the things that he had been doing. But I wanted to call him, Vincent, and just kind of calm him down a little bit because I wanted to let him know that, hey, look, man, you getting ready to come to the National Football League now. I said, you're one of the best players in the nation. This is this, this what I told him. I said, look, man, you're one of the best players in the nation. And I said, do you know what that means? The first thing he said to me, Vincent, he said, I'm going to make a lot of money. I said, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money. I said, but that, what that means in the NFL, Dion, is that you're going to be drafted high, which means you're going to be drafted on one of the sorriest teams in the National Football League. And I said, you're not going to have the team around you like you got now. I said, so, you know, and so all the things you're doing, you're holding press conference at the games, you know, you're talking and all that kind of stuff, you know, the media will destroy you in the NFL. So I would just tell you just to tone yourself down a little bit, right? And Vincent, this is how this young man responded to me. He said, Bobby, I really appreciate what you're saying. He said, all I'm doing is trying to sell myself. I'm trying to market myself. And he asked me a question, Vincent, just to show you where his head was. He said, who was the best linebacker out of Cornelius Bennett and Brian Bosworth? I say, oh, Biscuit, Cornelius Bennett, no question. He said, well, who got paid like they were? Bosworth. Now, we're talking about a young man. He, he coming up with, I said, well, Bosworth got paid. But Bosworth had that, you know, he had the image. He was selling himself. He had that, I don't know what you call that hairdo he used to wear. He had the earrings in his ear. You know, all of all the microphones are in front of him at the games, right? And so, but he got paid like he was the best. And he said to me, he said, that's all I'm doing, Bobby. I'm trying to market myself. And I and I said to him, I'll never forget it, like, like, like we had this conversation last night. I said, Dion, it sounds like you know exactly what you're doing. I said, I'm proud of you, and I wish you the best. And so... Go ahead. What was it like when you knew he was going to be your teammate and he got drafted? Was it a phone call well, when he got drafted, draft day? Well, let me tell you what happened. 
So, so we drafted it, right? And I started laughing, right? I said, all right. So at least I get a chance to keep my eye on it, right? When he's here and get a chance to be in his ear, right? So he came here and I was really glad he came because at the time, you know, they were talking about we were Scott Case to safety. And I thought it was going to be me and Dion playing corner together, right? But I was at that age, they started to look at me a little funny, right? When, when you hit 30. And so, but anyway, um, he came and I said, now D, I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, be ready. I said, just be ready for what's coming from a media standpoint. But as far as playing the game, go out here and, and play freely and do your thing. I said, you're, you're, you're a top five pick. You're number one. You can't do no wrong right now. Right? And this man came in. And I'm going to tell you what he did for me, Vincent. Because he changed, he changed my career. I was in my ninth year, his rookie year. All right? He came in quiet, humble. Now, remember... He played in a baseball game with the Yankees versus the Mariners on a Friday night. Hit a home run that night in the game. Out on the West Coast, his agent struck his deal. He took a red eye from Seattle straight to Atlanta. So in other words, he ain't sleep because his dreams get ready to come true. He comes to Atlanta. He signed his deal on a Saturday morning. We playing the Rams Sunday. So I'm no, I know he's not going to dress out. He don't even know the playbook, right? Well, we got to the locker room on Sunday. Dion got his uniform on. And what they did with him, he returned punts and kickoffs. And we know the story. He, the, the first punt they kicked to him, he dropped it and fell on it, and everybody jumped on him. The second punt they kicked to him, he dropped it, picked it up, and went by 68 yards for a touchdown. And when that happened, Vincent, now I was an old nine-year vet. So what that meant was I went to work every day. I wasn't, I wasn't throwing no arms up. I wasn't getting excited about the game. I'd pick a ball off and score a touchdown. I'd get a ball back to the ref and walk to the bench and sit down and get ready to play the next play. I was what you call an old veteran, an old pro. When Dion put that ball in the end zone and the fashion in which he did it, before I knew it, Vincent, I was off the bench. I had both hands in the air, and I run out there to jump on him and greet him. All of a sudden, man, I got excited to play football again, like I was when I first came. So he was that spark that we all needed in Atlanta. He was that guy. And, you know, he turned everything around. And then we fired um, the defensive coordinator head coach and fired the whole, the whole team. And then we brought one of the most exciting head coaches in the history of the game back to Atlanta in Jerry Glanville, who all, well, all he does on defense is blitz and play bump and run man-to-man -man right up prime time at. And, you know, hip-hop was born in the city of Atlanta in 1989 <laughs> with this young man. So I did give him a phone call, Vincent, today, and welcome him to Atlanta and told him I can't wait to work with him. And the rest is history, man. 
when you look at his career, man, and just look at him as a football player, individual, what really separates him from being considered the greatest defensive back that ever played the game? Well, you what know, really, what is the really the one factor mm-hmm. that separates him being the greatest to play this position? Well, I'm gonna say it wasn't just one thing. I'm gonna say it was two things, right? Because God gifted this young man with things that He put in him today he was born that He didn't put in everybody else. So his God-given talents were off the charts. You remember his NFL combine. You remember what he did. He ran a 4-2-40, and he didn't wait for them to call Sanders in the alphabetical order. He told them at the combine, I'm not going to get drafted way back there with the S's, and went to the front of the line and ran a 4-2-40, and at the time, I think he broke the record. And he left the combine. He just wanted to show them that. Didn't participate in nothing else. So God-given ability, first and foremost. But here's the one thing that separated him. Nobody knew what type of blue-collar person he was. He was a hard worker. And he spent time with the old veterans like me in the film room. And that's where he separated himself, Vincent. Because even as a young star, even as a Jerry Curl wearing leather suit, Mr. T started kit around his neck. Guy brought hip hop to Atlanta in the sports industry. This guy was a student of the game. And one thing I can tell you that separates anybody in the game of football from the norm is being a student of the game. And he loved that part of that. Another question I want to ask you, when he uh, won the ring with the San Francisco 49ers free agency, mm-hmm. left Atlanta, and then he signed with the Cowboys. <laughs> How did you look at that? He went from an organization in San Francisco that previously had success, then won the Super Bowl in his first year. Mm-hmm. But was it that he just had to go play for that man from the University of Arkansas, the most flamboyant owner in all of pro sports? Well, well, let me say this. Jerry Jones. Let me say this. You have to understand primetime. Primetime image was to shake up the world. He studied Muhammad Ali. He studied the greatest in every sport. And he was trying to change the game. Remember, we just got free agency in 1993. And so he had a chance to leave, to leave a team or organization that was not really going anywhere and join a team that needed to get over the hump and won a Super Bowl his first year over there. And then he joined the other team that couldn't beat that team in the NFC Championship game because yeah. they needed him there, he was the difference maker for both teams. You know, the 49ers needed him to get back into to, to the hunt of things. And then when he was in, in, in Frisco, the Cowboys needed him, you know, so that they can get over hump. Somebody had to stop Jerry Rice. And so he was a guy. I mean, he, he was the greatest corner in that era. And, I, and I'll say this. There are a lot of great corners to play the game. 
And when I was growing up, Mike Haynes was the guy. But even the great Mike Haynes could not do the things that Primetime did on the football field. He was the most feared corner in the sense that offensive coordinators were just afraid to throw at him because it's not just going to be a, a pass defended. It's going to be a pick six. And so you got to understand, when he got that ball in his hands, I mean, y'all y'all know, we've seen it. Matter of fact, I just shared something on my Facebook page in the, in the uh, playoff game against the um, uh, New Orleans Saints in 1991. You know, Jerry Glanville was a coach that was not a normal coach. And so when we were being practiced, intercepting balls in practice, he'll be screaming, pitch it, pitch it. And so we had this knack for finding Dion because Dion was instant touchdown. You know, I remember, um, I think it was 1990. It had to be 1990. Yeah, 1990. We were in playing a regular season game in New Orleans. And I picked off a ball across the middle on the 22-man on the trail technique. And I had the ball in my hand, Vincent. And I turned and I looked and I saw daylight. And I'm going, right? I took a left turn and I'm trying to high knee. I'm trying to do everything I can to get down there so I can put in the end zone. But I kept feeling this somebody pushing me on my hip, right? And I turned around and Dion and, and I kept running. And then when I got there, I pitched it to him and he took another 30 yards, man. And so the deal was pick up the ball find 21, and get in the ball. And so I just shared on my Facebook page yesterday uh, 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 in the playoff game against the Saints when Tim McKayer picked off uh, Bobby Bear, and he went running toward his right and found Dion and pitched it to Dion. And the commentators were saying, this is so stupid. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. And then he ran about... 30 yards up the right side, made a left turn, and pitched the ball to Joe Fishback, all right? And he Joe Fishback took it and put it in the end zone, but they ended up calling it back. But that's the way we played, exciting football. And we only did that because prime time was on the field, man. I mean, he was a special man with a lot of gifts and talent. And if you threw the ball out there and we pitching the ball, it's going, it's going in the end zone, bro. It's going in the end zone. Well, my final words today is that being around, obviously, greatness and being around royalty and, and being in the presence of a guy who played probably better than anybody ever played the position. When you look at the NFL now and you look especially how the cornerback position is going, do you think we'll ever see a player in the mold of a Deion Sanders from not only athletic ability, but the ability to change the game mm -hmm. at its highest level. Mm -hmm. Well, to my money, image, because mm -hmm. Deion Sanders, let's, let's be honest here, he did a lot for the NFL, man. Yeah, what you talking about? No doubt. Game changer. Game changer. League changer. Game changer. Is there any other players out there that you see right now in college, 
mm-hmm. or even in the National Football League that can be on the equivalence of a Deion Sanders. Well, well, let me say this. No disrespect to anybody. But right now, the answer is no. It takes it takes a lot of time to develop what Dion developed from a mindset perspective. He changed the game, Vincent. He shook up the world. Muhammad Ali only comes around once in somebody's lifetime. Prime time only comes around once in somebody's lifetime. But there will be one day somebody. But the question is, Vincent, will we be around to see that? Yes, sir. Because that person comes around once in a lifetime. Well, that's no more to be said. I've seen a lot of great football players play at a high level. Um, the reason I say that Dion, in my opinion, really changed the game, he changed the game from a defensive standpoint. He changed the game in a cornerback getting paid now. He changed the way as you see interception now, you you want that corner to take it back to the house. Take it to the house. And the interceptions has became a real, real integral, serious part of the game. Yes. An explosion, the excitement. As they say, the playground talking. You know I want to use the other word. There's <laughs> <laughs> nobody I've seen this bagged it up 100 at the level as Deion Sanders. Nobody. And when you talk about great football players that's made changes in this game, you know, everybody wants to say Jim Brown, no question about it. Yep. OJ. Yep. But I learned something today. There's two of them that's high on my list. Mary Motley. Mary Motley. Bad boy. And, and Deion Sanders. And Deion Sanders. Absolutely. Changed the game. Both of them. But Marion Motley was in a different time, just like prime time. Yes, sir. Right? They come around once in a while. Final words about Deion Sanders, your greatness, Mr. Bobby Butler. Well, like I say, you know, I've been um, studying the game with the uh, cornerbacks for a long time. You know, there are a lot of guys who I looked up to during my time growing up. Uh, Mike Haynes was the guy for me. You know, there were a lot of great guys like Lester Hayes. You know, there's a lot of guys out there like Mel Blunt. There's a lot of guys out there, man, um, like Curtis White. I mean, I can go on and name, name a ton of them. But there was nobody like prime time. And so to be able to um, see him play in college at my alma mater, you know, one that I'm proud of, defensive back university and to be a teammate and roommate to get to know this man personally, to to get to know him, Vincent, truly know him and to see him shine, you know, and be a part of that. It man is just a special thing for me. And he's the greatest corner of all time, in my opinion, because not only do quarterbacks and receivers had to deal with him, offensive coordinators, had to deal with him. You know, their job was on the line. <laughs> you know, if they kept throwing at this guy and he keep putting it in the end zone, his head coach is going to want to know, why are, you, why are you challenging the best guy on the planet at this position, right? So, you know, it, it was just a thrill and honor for me to play with him and to just know him as a person. 
And here's the thing, other thing, Vincent, about Dion. He's one of the best people you could ever get to know in person. If you ever got a chance to know him as a man, nobody better than Dion Sanders. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time this show is presented by Bet Online. Mr. Butler, I'd like to say thank you for breaking down the greatest that ever played the position. My final words is I'm Mr. Football Vincent Turn along with this greatness of a legend, Mr. Bobby Butler. There's only one word simply, and Mr. Butler can relate to this. It's the great George Benson. The neon lights shine bright. Well, Bobby. <laughs> on Broadway. On Broadway. <laughs> Deion Sanders was Broadway at its highest level. Yes, sir. If you like the video today, please come in and share a special thanks and appreciation to our producer, Mr. Logan Landers. We'd like to say, hey, thank you for watching our video today here on 100 Yards of Football. Deion Sanders, the lights are bright on Broadway. Thank you and God bless. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.